0: welcome back horse girls and guys hope you all are staying warm this week um talk about a white christmas like me and my boyfriend were just talking the other day about how white christmases just aren't very common anymore like i don't know they're just not like (laughs) I don't expect it to be white on Christmas anymore. Like, I feel like when I was little, it was so much more common. But now, like, the last several years, it's like, meh, a 30% chance it's going to be snowing on Christmas. Or we have snow on the ground at Christmas. But this year, um, Mother Nature's not holding back. So, today's episode, I kind of wanted to just talk about snowstorms. And just having horses out in the elements and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Okay, we've made it one minute into the video and I've yawned already. So that's great. Um, So yeah, not all of us are blessed to have like a nice enclosed or even heated barn. Um, Just we don't have access to those things all the time. Um, if you do have a heated barn or even just an enclosed barn, that's not heated. Oh, I am jealous of you. I don't have anything like that, unfortunately, but most of the horses do have shelter. And luckily I live in like a forest slash very large timber. So we are very protected from the wind and stuff like that. So, I am thankful for that, but, yeah, these are the days that I wish I still boarded my horses and we had access to a barn because then I wouldn't be wouldn't be worried about my horses at all. but yeah, so those of us that are young and poor or um, really just if you don't have a big building like your horses are out in the elements, they're outside, um. And you can only do so much to help them. So, yeah, we are in the midst of a snowstorm. I think, like, the majority of the Midwest is right now. So I'm sure this isn't a surprise to most of you. And I think it's, like, kind of moved across the whole United States. But if any of you guys are overseas, um, yeah, we're getting hit with a massive snowstorm right now. This is not the first snowstorm that we've ever encountered here, um, especially here in Iowa. We have, I want to say moderate winters, maybe on the like moderate slash bad side. Um, you know, the last last year we got pretty lucky and it was pretty a pretty mild winter, um, but... And so far this year, we've gotten really lucky, too. It really hasn't been that bad. But we usually get one or two nasty snowstorms throughout the winter, and then it's, it's usually okay from there. But this week, um, one decided to hit us again. And so it's kind of starting this morning, and then it's just supposed to get worse. Like, I think it's supposed to be basically subsided by Christmas on Sunday. So, hopefully the next few days, like, just go by fast enough. I didn't end up going to work today. Um, I usually, I actually started a new job, which I haven't talked to you guys about yet. But I didn't go to work today because it, it started snowing last night. And it's not, like, blizzardy out yet. It's just snowing. Um, but, like, as the day goes on, the temperatures are supposed to drop. They're supposed to um, get colder and colder. And the wind is supposed to pick up. So, we'll see what happens, but it is supposed to be getting worse. I have blanketed three of my horses, which I don't do. Um, my horses pretty much go all winter without blankets. I'm just not a blanketer and, um, just don't ever really utilize them. But during conditions like this, I don't mind throwing a blanket on them just to help them conserve some calories that way. But anyways, I wanted to jump on here today and just kind of talk about like preparing your horses for a snowstorm because I know a lot of you guys are buying horses or you have your first horse this year etc oh my god I don't know why you guys like I have been up this morning and it must just be from talking but I've been up I've been I'm making a video today I'm vlogging you know, this whole snowstorm thing. And I've been talking like to my camera and stuff and I haven't been yawning like this, but it's like every time I turn on the podcast thing, it's like yawn after yawn after yawn. So I'm so sorry, but it would take me forever to like go through the whole thing and edit out every single yawn. So I apologize, but you know what? I don't know what to do about it. So anyway, let's talk about my new job for a second. So I started a new job so, I am not working at the boarding facility that I was anymore. I've worked there almost a year. Would have been a year in February. But I'm no longer working there. And it does kind of break my heart. <sighs> um, but I ended up having to leave there just because it wasn't enough hours. And I don't like eating cardboard my whole life. So, I did have to resign But I started a new job working at a dog groomers or a dog boarding kennel, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I actually used to work at a dog groomers a few years ago. Back in 2019, I think I was a dog bather um, in a different town. And that one was a little bit more upscale. It was a lot fancier. They had a lot more um, things you could get done. But I only worked there for like six months. So I recently started at this new shop and so far it's going good. I've only been there for three days. (laughs) So this was my first week and obviously I didn't go today because the, the road conditions are so bad, but so far it's going good. I pretty much remember everything I did, like everything that I learned from bathing the first time. So I would say overall I was really able to just jump right in and start doing the dogs again. The only thing I don't like about dog bathing is that um I learned about myself that like I like dogs, but like I'm not real crazy about other people's dogs. Um Yeah, it really depends. And most dogs, they hate going to the groomers. They hate getting bathed, they hate getting groomed, they know the minute they walk in that door where they're at and they're like, yeah, fuck this place so they're just assholes to everybody, and yeah, some dogs just honestly, they have horrible habits too, like, they're a lot like horses, like, they just learn these horrible habits, and obviously as, like, you know, employees, we can't discipline people's dogs, like, and you can't, you know, there's certain things you can do, people are a lot more protective over their dogs than they are their horses, and like, you know, one little thing, and people just they're so anal about their dogs. Um at the last bathers that I or the last groomers that I worked at when I was bathing um there had been a couple times that like somebody left the purple shampoo on too long and it actually did turn the dog purple or like, you know, just kind of stained them like lavender purple color and the owners were mad. And I was just like, are you serious? L- Honestly, personally, I had a white dog. I had a bichon um that passed away a couple years ago but if i took him to the groomers and somebody accidentally quote on accidentally dyed him purple i would think that was hilarious like i why would i be mad about that it's not like they did it on purpose for one two it'll fade it'll wash out whatever three you get a purple dog for you know a week or whatever like give me a break like why are you taking your dog so serious Um, it's literally just purple shampoo and it'll be gone eventually. Like, I I don't know. Some people seriously get mad about stupid stuff like that. And I just think that type of crap is hilarious. Like, yeah. So I don't know. People are like that. Um, yesterday I did a dog. I don't know what his deal was, but he just like psychotically started snapping at the hose. All right. I'm going to have to stop this because my boyfriend is calling me. All right, y'all. I just spoke for three more minutes without my microphone on. So I'm going to reiterate what I just said. Anyways, I needed to take that phone call just with the roads being this bad. I don't want to miss my boyfriend's calls if you know there's an emergency or something. But anyways, I was talking about that bulldog. So yeah, yesterday we get the bulldog in and I'm like letting him just kind of run around in the bathing room on the floor. And he's just basically yapping and barking at absolutely nothing so i'm like okay this is great so i get him in the tub and i start like spraying him off and we just have like one of those regular garden hose like nozzles on the on the hose in the tub so it has like the jet and the shower and all the different settings so i start like spraying him off i spray off his body and then all of a sudden he just starts snapping at the hose like he you know, over and over again, he's snapping. He's trying to get the hose. He's trying to bite the shit out of it. And so I literally can't, like, I cannot, I can't get him wet. Like he's just choking himself. He's, you know, yanking himself around trying to snap at this hose. So I go get the other girl. She's, I think she's like second in charge maybe. And I'm like, yeah, this dog is nuts. She's like, what's he doing? I'm like, he's psychotically snapping at the hose nozzle. And I literally cannot bathe him because he won't chill the hell out. And so she comes in and she tries to bathe him. And same thing. He's snapping at it. He's he's biting it so bad. He, he actually bites her hand and she smacks him. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't normally smack dogs, but that fucker just bit me. And I'm not doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing it either. So better you than me. And. She eventually, like, he won't, I mean, he has to get bathed, and so she's just, like, basically spraying him, just spraying, and he's, like, yanking himself around whatever, being stupid, and she eventually gets him wet enough to do the shampoo, and she's like, I don't know what his problem is, he comes here all the time, and he is not normally like this, so I don't know what his deal is today, and we didn't even try to blow dry him, um, we just put him in, like, the drying kennels, so, yeah, that was the last dog of the day, too. Like, he couldn't just cooperate for the t- 10 minutes he would have been in the bath. Um, a little bulldog, too. I mean, the, he maybe didn't even weigh 30 pounds. But, um, yeah, I do like the doodles usually are pretty good because they just have been groomed their whole life. So, they're used to it. They know the program. They, you know, they just stand there and they just do it. Um so yeah, this place seems like pretty scaled back from the one that I used to work at. The old one that I used to work at, it was very. Now I will say they did very good work. They were very well trained groomers. They had all kinds of different shampoo options. You could do, you could do like purple shampoo, the Furminator treatment. You could do like we had hypo. There was all kinds of different stuff that you could get done. Um, we had skunk shampoos. So there's a lot of different options. We did a paw treatment. Um, you could come in just for nail trims if you wanted. And then I know they have now, it wasn't there when I worked there, but they have an esthetician now. So you could probably do all kinds of skin treatments too. But anywho, that groomer was very well known. And like I said, because they had really nice groomers. I mean, the groomers knew how to, how to groom your dog to the classic cuts of that dog breed, or like they could do a puppy cut or what. I don't know all the different cuts. I'm not a groomer, but they could do all this different stuff. So we had so many dogs come through there when I was interviewing for this shop, they were asking me about the last one that I worked at. And they asked, you know, how many dogs would you bathe in a day there? And I was like, a ridiculous amount, like forty or something, like, oh my god, it was awful. So the job itself actually isn't that bad. Like, especially if you have really good dogs that do really well in the bath and they either like their bath or they don't mind it and they just cooperate with you and they behave so well, then it's really not a bad job. Um it's the ones that are like two hundred pounds that won't get in the tub or that won't stand up or obviously the ones that snap at you. Um It's all of those ones, but the good dogs, they really, they're, it's not a bad job. If, if all of your dogs are good, um, the hard part is standing at that tub all day. It's a dirty job. You get wet, um, you get hairy and you come home and your own dogs are just like sniffing you up and down because you smell like 30 different dogs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a job for everybody, but you know as long as like the workplace is good, I think I can deal with it. The, the shop that I used to work at, that was like a big reason why I didn't enjoy working there is because the, like the work environment just wasn't good. Like the girls were super snotty. Um, I don't know. Some of them just thought they were better than others. They'd get pissed at you if you didn't bathe their dog right. Or if its face and the inside of its asshole wasn't dry enough, uh, they would bitch about literally everything. If you didn't cut the bandana right, oh my god and so it was just like and then they'd make like side comments um you know if you did the towels like got the towels out of the dryer and they'd be like who did these towels they're not even dry enough and they just announced it to everybody and then you know it was just like my god so yeah the work environment there was pretty bad but they didn't really have like a management system because it was a small business. So like places like that, they don't have like a management system a lot of times for stuff like that. Like when I worked retail, you wouldn't get away with any of that stuff. Like talking to some of your coworkers, the way that those girls did would never fly in retail. Like you don't, this is a professional work environment. You have an issue. You come to your supervisor or your manager or whatever. You don't take it up with everybody else. Yeah. So so that shop was hard to work at um, for that reason as well. But anywho, let's hope this this new shop works out good. And let's move on to some of the topics for today. So I picked out a couple of Facebook posts because um, I saw a couple that kind of fit this thing we're going through outside. So the first post is on one of the facebook groups i'm in about like horse barns and stuff and this person posted hi everyone we have a cold front coming and lasting about two to three days this is my first winter owning a horse i have a stall that's enclosed with one opening i can enclose question what is the best way to keep the stall warm what do y'all use i want to avoid a fire also, my horse is used to roaming freely and has access to two acres and comes in and out of the stall. Should I put her up during this cold front? Thank you in advance. Okay, so, I, I do appreciate, like, I think it is good, especially if you are unsure to reach out and ask questions like this to more experienced horse owners or people that have had horses a long time. <sighs> Um, if it's your first winter owning a horse. So based on the information she gave me here, she has a stall. She doesn't say if it's heated or not, but she says she wants to avoid a fire. So I'm assuming it's heated or she's gonna try and heat it. Um, and if it is heated, I don't know why you would want to leave a door open or not completely enclose it. So I guess let's Gosh, I wish she had a picture or something because, like, if your stall is, like, the whole door opens, like, and it's a whole one side of the building, I would definitely, I would maybe put her in. I guess she doesn't give any information about this horse either, um, if it's young or old or anything. But she does say that it's used to roaming freely outside. So my guess is it does already have, like, a winter coat. It's probably already got pretty thick hair she doesn't say if it's wearing a blanket or not, but let's just proceed with assuming it doesn't wear a blanket. So if it's already got nice, fluffy winter hair and it's used to being outside, it's already kind of conditioned to the cold. And personally, my horses, if they're already conditioned out in the cold and they've got healthy hair and they're healthy and fat and, and you know, don't have any issues, then I worry so much less about them. Um, she doesn't say if this horse has a round bale or anything, but my biggest suggestion is going to be just make sure this horse has access to plenty of food. If you're going to be putting it in the barn, I would honestly, if you're heating it, I would just enclose the barn. Like, don't don't leave the door open for your heat to run constantly. If you're going to put him in, put him in. If you're going to leave it out, leave it out. Um, But in in extreme cases like this, you could just put your horse in, shut the door, leave them inside. If it is heated, um, honestly, I would keep the heat pretty low, like just above freezing. Because if your horse has a winter coat on and stuff, if it wears a blanket or if it doesn't, it's got winter hair and you'd crank the heat up to 50, 60 degrees inside your barn, your horse is going to be hot. Your horse is Gonna increase their chances of colic if they're gonna if they're too hot. So I would just keep the heat if you decide to turn it on pretty low. Um, you know, thirty degrees in there is gonna be totally fine for your horse if they're used to being outside. So even less than that, like keeping it above zero is gonna be totally fine. Um, she doesn't say if she has a heated bucket either, but I would definitely utilize a heated bucket or tub if you have one just to keep. Um, the water as warm as possible and encourage your horse to keep drinking, especially if you're giving them a lot of hay, which is always recommended when it's this extremely cold. Give them a lot of hay, keep them eating, keep their gut moving, etc. So, yeah. um, Let's see. What's the best way to keep the stall warm? Well, I would definitely avoid space heaters if that's what you're going to be trying to use in this building. Honestly, like... Horses are very self-sufficient and sustainable, so your horse is going to stay warm if they're going to be continuously eating. So if you're going to have access to hay for them, you can put shavings and straw down in the in the stall if you think your horse is going to lay down. A lot of older horses might want to lay down and rest their joints, especially if it's really cold. So straw is going to be a lot warmer than like shavings and stuff like that. So you could try that if you think, you know, it's necessary, but honestly, just your horse being inside out of the wind and out of those elements, they're going to be much, much um, warmer. So honestly, wouldn't stress about it too much in this case. Like you said, your horse is used to being outside, so it's already, you know, pretty much set up for success, but, um, okay. I want to read some of the comments, see if there's anything useful in the comments. Depends on your horse, consider breed, age, coat condition, general health, etc. Has it been consistently above 50 or have you had regular dips below freezing? 13 to 15 degrees is not usually a problem for horses that have had time to acclimate. If they haven't, you should monitor their response. Start feeding a bit more the next few days leading up to the cold snap so you aren't suddenly drastically increasing their feed. Ideally, you want them to have free choice hay in cold weather like that, and if they are clipped or not used to below freezing, I would add a layer. But do not try and heat the stall. It's extremely important to make sure your horse drinks water. If you can't keep the water from freezing, offer warm water or break the ice frequently. My older mare, I offer her a bucket of warm molasses water, not appropriate for horses with metabolic issues, a couple times a day if it's sudden drop in temp. The main worry is that your horse eats too much dry hay and their water consumption drastically decreases, causing colic. That's really good information. Um, like I said, make sure the horse has plenty of access to water, and if it is a heated bucket or tub, warm, keeping the water warm as possible will encourage your horse to drink more. If it's already cold out, your horse isn't going to be as inclined to drink ice cold water. So warm water if you can, but if not, you know, it's not the end of the world. Your horse will drink if he needs to drink. Um, and like this person said, if it's been like above 50 or anything, like you might want to worry about your horse then, but if it's been pretty cold out, 13 to 15 degrees, like this person says, if it's been cold and your horse has been acclimating to the weather, they're usually okay. I would agree with her not to heat the stall if it's not necessary, and I don't really think it is in this case. Um, They can handle the cold and wet, just not at the same time. Bed down well, feed them extra, as long as the wind isn't blowing directly, you will be okay. I'm in northern Ohio, and we are getting ready for this also you could even use plywood and enclose half of it. Yeah. So I don't think we have any um, chances of rain, but rain would definitely be a different problem. Um, I would say if it is raining, definitely let your horses have access to something inside or um, some sort of shelter. Okay. Let's move on to the next post. This one is from a different Facebook group I'm in. This is from um, the Halflingers Worldwide group that I read from last time. Okay, this person asks Halfie owners in Colorado or other states affected by this winter storm. What do you use in these sub zero temps for your horses? We are in central Ohio, another one in Ohio. I'm preparing for this winter storm. The barn I board in has seven horses. Three of the horses are seniors, all in their mid to upper 20s. All the horses will be in the barn. The barn is not heated. We have blankets for all of them. Should we double blanket when temps plummet to zero or below? We are not used to these really cold temps. Windchill is forecasted to be at the negative 30s. One side of the barn has doors slash gates that cannot be shut, so temps will definitely below zero all horses will have access to plenty of hay barn owner owner on site will check the horses regularly any additional suggestions appreciated please no discussions whether blanketing is harmful or not we are preparing for the temperatures and conditions that we are not used to in ohio a travel ban for one of the highways is already issued i doubt that vets will be out making calls this is just for two or three days we want to ensure we think of everything okay so honestly, I'm just going to be addressing the horses that are in their uh, mid to upper twenties because the other ones I think will be fine if they have unlimited access to hay and a blanket on and they're inside. Should I say that um, there will be some doors open that can't be shut, but I think as long as the wind isn't blowing directly in there at the horses, the horses will be fine. So if they're in stalls, I would assume they're in stalls and they probably have a wall. Um, blocking the wind. But the older horses, I guess I would consider how um, the condition of these older horses, like some older horses are not arthritic and they're fat and they're not underway or anything and they are totally healthy. I guess I would just um, consider that first. If your horses are arthritic, um, I guess I would say that sometimes double blanketing could be beneficial just as for keeping their joints and stuff like that warm. But like you said, they're going to be in stalls. I would probably put them farthest away from the open doors. Unlimited access to hay. I mean, can these horses eat hay very well? Hopefully they all have teeth and they can munch and eat at this hay well. Um, Keeping the warm water accessible for them to drink as much as they need. I'm not really a double blanket type of person. I don't really like it, but I would say if these horses are underweight or they already have a hard time keeping warm, it's only going to be for two or three days, I guess. Go ahead if you think that's what's going to be best for them. But if they're not showing signs of being cold, like shivering or anything like that, not wanting to eat because they're uncomfortable, etc., I wouldn't stress about it too much. If they do start to shiver or anything like that, you could always add a blanket. But um, I would say less is more until until otherwise, basically. So, so that's my opinion on the matter, I guess. Um, let's look at the comments. Add some salt to their feed. Soak it with warm water. Make sure they have plenty of fresh, not frozen water. Can you give them warm water if you don't have access to heater, heated water buckets? If you can add an extra bucket with a handful of sweet feed, it can encourage them to drink. So this person, as well as the person on the last post, suggested like molasses water. I've never heard of that. I'm kind of afraid that like if I put something in the water, my horses will be like, eh. So I guess if you are confident or really think that that will encourage your horses to drink, go for it. Try it. Let me know how it works. because. I've never done anything like that. Um, whenever horses are stalled longer than usual, they're not used to it, can increase chances of colic. I would still make sure they get outside to move around. I do everything I can to make sure horses don't stay stalled for more than 24 hours. Yeah. I try not. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. If, if your horses are stalling really badly, I would give them maybe an hour or two of turnout at a time, maybe a few times a day, like go out, turn them out for a few hours, bring them back in later. And then at night, put them back out for a couple more hours. And that way they can like kind of get a mental break from being in the stall. Um, I think personally, my horses are never stalled, but I think most of them would stall pretty well in in conditions like this. But um, that is a suggestion if you have a horse that is stalling terribly. Uh, let's see. As long as the horses are dry and out of the wind with hay and water, they should be fine. I'm in Northeast Ohio and my halflinger is in his 20s, been through this before. The key is to keep hay in front of them and keep them out of the wind. You might want to sprinkle a little salt in their grain so they will drink more water. The salt tip is really good. I see a lot of people that use that. I've never tried it because most of my horses drink pretty well. But uh, good suggestions. Um yeah, if your horses have been through this before, I mean, they know how to handle it. We have had here in Iowa, we've had some negative 50 um spurts before in previous winters. I don't remember any last year, but the year before, we definitely had like a negative 40, 50 degree storm. Um, oh, goodness. We had one for sure. When um, soccer and sugar were at my dad's house, and I tried to feed them as much as possible because I didn't have any blankets or anything like that there. But yeah, so good suggestions. I think this storm is literally hitting like all of the Midwest. I don't have any um, any rain in our forecast, luckily, because that would be really awful. But yeah, hay is really a huge key for keeping your horses warm because. Your horses heat themselves by hay, like fermenting in their gut and burning those calories. And I don't know, it's like the microbes or something ferment the hay in their gut. And that's how their body stays warm. So if your horses are constantly having access to a little bit of hay all the time, I know a lot of people have been putting out round bales with no slow feed nets and no rings or anything and just letting their horses gorge on them. And that's awesome. But if you don't have that option, try to just go out multiple times a day and give them a lot of hay. Um, just to keep them warm, keep them busy, keep their guts moving all day long. So, yeah, I had a comment that I wanted to read, too. And I might have just lost it. Oh, here. No, that's not it. Um, okay. Found it. Somebody commented on the last episode um, from Sarah. I am definitely someone that looks forward to your uploads, so you can't say that anymore. I've been watching your channel for years now and brought my very first horse in early November. I feel like I owe you some credit to you. Thank you for teaching us and inspiring us horse people everywhere. That's super awesome. Congratulations on your new horse and thank you for watching the videos. I know sometimes it, it really is hit or miss on this channel. But um, thank you for supporting it. I'm glad that like I've been able to help you and give you some advice leading up to getting your new horse. That's really the whole reason that I started this channel was because I didn't have anyone when I was younger to teach me how to do the horse thing. Um, It wasn't until I got a little bit older that I started like hanging out with one of my dad's friends and I started going to horse camp and just kind of learning as I went. But I didn't like I didn't take lessons. Um, I was never in a lesson program. I never had somebody to teach me step-by-step step how to take care of your horse or how to ride your horse or anything. I had to figure it all out myself pretty much. And the, I, I wanted to create this channel because I was always on YouTube trying to figure things out and look things up. And I wanted to be that for people as well. So I'm glad it's been useful for you. Um, Thank you for watching, and I hope you keep watching. But anyway, I think that's pretty much all I have today. I need to go back outside here shortly and probably give Luna and Sugar some more hay. I went out at like 7 a.m. It's almost 9 now, so I'll probably go out here in a little while to give them a little bit more hay. I did bring in Riley and my rabbit (laughs) um, from outside. Riley pretty much stays outside most of the time. Um, unless the conditions are bad like this, or, you know, if we're getting, if I'm not super heartless, like she does is conditioned to look cold at this point, but like this, I'm like, no, I'm not going to leave her out there. So she does come inside and she is house trained. So I don't mind bringing her inside for a couple of days or whatever. Um, my rabbit, I brought him inside too. Cause he stays out in one of the sheds, but Anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Let me know like if you're getting this storm right now or how you prepare your horses to get through it, any tips or advice or things you have found that work really well, leave them down in the comments below for other people. um, We can all kind of, you know, help each other out a little bit, Um, get through this cold snap and hopefully it's over soon. Hopefully it's not as bad as they say it is. Hopefully it will kind of break up or something like that. I don't know. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Keep your horses warm. and um. Make sure to check out the description box below where you can find my other social medias, including my Buy Me A Coffee, where you can donate to support this channel and the podcast. Um, And yeah, stick around for more episodes later. Stick around for the vlog. I should be uploading the vlog tonight or tomorrow. So just stick around for that if you want to see the videos. Um, Otherwise, thank you guys so much for watching. Stay warm, keep your horses warm, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.